The views and opinions expressed in the following program are those of Coal Investment Group and its staff. Coal Investment Group is a registered investment advisor. Call 262-522-4040. Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal, from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. Good morning and welcome. It's News Talk 1130 WISN, the Retirement Clinic with the Kowal Investment Group is on the air. I'm Paul Cronforst with your hosts today, John White and Chauncey Weisensel. Good morning to both of you. Welcome back, John. Good morning. And good morning to you and Chauncey. Welcome back. Wonderful to be back. Tag Team Retirement Clinic uh, with the two of you today, kind of switching off topics and ideas and we're promoting a couple of events coming up. Jay Weber uh, will start with that one in late October. But before we get to any details on all of that stuff, the agenda for the show. John is beginning things, John, uh, with something we all have probably heard about, mm-hmm. maybe even on this show, but we may not understand what it is. And what's it called, John? It's called Monte Carlo Analysis. This isn't my first rodeo talking about this. I have bored listeners before with all this math- mathematical <laughs> stuff, but it's kind of fun. You know, I, I think math is very interesting as a subject. Now, I'm not one of those guys that, you know, likes to like do equations for fun in my spare time, but I do find it interesting. Um, and so, you know, if we talk about today's agenda, I would say we could probably sum it up with three words. We're talking about math, examples, and Halloween horror stories, right? Yeah, that's more than three words, but well, yeah, close <laughs> enough. That's See, three topics. See, my yes. math is bad already, right? Well, so, that's right. You did say your fuzzy math is right, the term. I think math. just yeah. a little fuzzy, right? Well, uh, you nailed it. Chauncey's going to get into some kind of examples that you have with clients that you've dealt with, and yeah, we'll talk about a couple stories of some clients that we, I've worked with, we've worked with, and uh, how we've helped them. And I'm sure people out there can relate to a couple of these, and then. Uh, we'll wrap up with the wealth management preservation preservation segment. Talk about some estate planning horror stories. Don't get the two confused. No. So the 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 examples you can learn from, and they're positive. The yes. horror stories are things you don't want to happen to yourself, and you can learn from those as well. And you can learn from yes. those. Of course, we learn from mistakes. I'm told that from a child on, right? You can learn from your mistakes in life, no matter what it is. That's that's a good point. Also, a little background. Big news we announced a few weeks ago, Chauncey, because you're at this branch. I'll mention it, uh, and then you can explain. You moved to Delafield. You've expanded. Uh, you're in many locations, Delafield being the latest, and it's right downtown. Yeah, right downtown Delafield, uh, Milwaukee Street there. Um, you can find myself, Jeff, Marie out there, still spending some time at the world headquarters in Waukesha um, with our clients there, but you know, excited and happy to have that uh, nice new office over in Delafield. That is right downtown, yeah. Delafield, world headquarters still in Waukesha, the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist, also in Racine, Aaron Spitzner is on, I think last week or the week before, he's at that office, and of course, you're in Phoenix, Arizona, Um we talked about a new Florida location, too, when Jeff was here. Yep. We have a location down in Florida. Uh, Aaron Kowal is spending some of his yeah. time down there. Um, happy to meet with clients down there, whether you're a current client or a prospective client. Um, happy to meet with you down there. We've got a nice location down in Cape Coral, I believe it is. A lot of snowbirds listening. Uh, you're licensed in uh, dozens of states. I think it's 27 the last time I asked. Yeah, and that's, that's important. Yes. Uh, now... 
as we talk about world headquarters in Waukesha and all of that, it's a small world. The internet has connected us all. So please check out this website, thekowalway.com, thekowalway.com. Any questions about the topics that come up today? Uh, the three big topics we mentioned. Call the office at 262-522-4040 for the Kowal Investment Group. All right. We begin with this Monte Carlo analysis. And I'll say, you said you're going to bore the listeners? Never, yeah. Never tell people that, John. All right. Okay. I won't bore you then. Yeah. Uh, this stuff is interesting. It's you will entertain us. You will educate us. Right. I've heard of this. I could not tell you what it's about at all. Right. I mean, it really starts with, you know, you've heard of Monte Carlo, right? In Europe, uh, you know, casinos, probabilities, um, statistics. When you play games of chance, it's the same thing with retirement. You are playing a game of chance. You have accumulated an estic. You're about to retire. And the question you want the answer to is, will I have enough? Now, I'll admit that's kind of a, a misnomer because for some people, they don't want to have any money at the end of retirement. They want to spend it all. Then we have some that do want to leave a nest egg. So it is not a one-size-fits-all. But I would argue that most people, when it's all said and done, want some sort of nest egg. They don't want to be left high and dry in retirement. They yeah. stopped working. They want the money to be there. You said leaving for your heirs. There's charitable. Or maybe mm-hmm. you want to spend every dime of it. But I think let's let's back up a step. That requires having a retirement plan. Correct. To when you retire, you're going to need some money. Social Security is not enough on its own. It is not. It is designed to replace 30% of your income, not a penny more or less. Um, And that is a huge factor into Monte Carlo analysis because now you're turning on a retirable income stream um, and making sure that that's going to supplement your other assets. So what we do is we say, okay, Let's sit down. Let's see your assets. Let's see when you want to retire, how much you're going to spend. Let's adjust all that for inflation. And then we'll run it up against a Monte Carlo analysis. But what that does is it runs your portfolio up against 1,000 different market outcomes. Now, this is where I get into the math side of things. So bear with me a little bit. It all starts back in the 1800s with a guy called Francis Galton. Now, most people have never heard of this guy before. He was a polymath, which means... Like an Albert Einstein, someone that's very smart in all areas. Most geniuses are pretty smart in one field only. This guy was just one of those weird observational guys that just liked patterns and and rhyme and reason to things. This was in the Victorian era. I just Googled his name. Yeah, he was born in 1822. He lived all the way to 1911. Um, Definitely heavy into mathematics. Why have most people never heard of this guy? Because there are some dubious things he thought about. Like he was a proponent of eugenics, unfortunately. Mm. Um, he thought that some races were rarer than others and, and a lot of really bad stuff. But he did add some value in other areas. Um, and this is one of them for sure. Oh, by the way, he did, get, he did invent the dog whistle. So if anyone wants to he know, did. he did invent the dog whistle. I'll talk about um, a guy that like just known for a lot of different, some right. bad, like you said, and weird things, yeah. but a polymath, a British polymath. That's His right. name is Francis Galton. What, what does polymath even mean? So polymath is basically a Greek word meaning that you're smart at a lot of stuff. Oh. So Albert Einstein would be considered a polymath. Because one of those, or uh, Leonardo da Vinci would be another polymath. Like an artist, an inventor, someone that's just good at everything. Uh, I would argue Benjamin Franklin was probably one of those guys, too. Um, Very smart guy. But um, what I find fascinating about this guy is one day he's sitting in the park and he's watching people walk by. 
and he's just making an observation like most of these scientists tend to do. And he goes, huh, some people are short and some people are tall. So this guy literally gets out of his journal and starts writing down what he thinks are people's heights. And he took enough observations and he came up with what's called the bell curve today. Now, there's a lot of math that goes into this, but basically what he said was, okay, there's all these observations I'm making. And if I make one observation, like someone's six foot and someone's five foot four, when you add all this up and you compile the data and you put it into a graph, you're going to end up with what looks like a bell curve. And that doesn't just apply to height. It applies to weight. It applies to pretty much everything you can think of. So besides the dog whistle, he has added to society, you could say, the, the bell curve, which we've all heard of, right? Mm-hmm. And I've got a little iPad thing here to show you here. It's a little animation, um, which, of course, the listeners can't see this, but you can Google this. It's called the Galton Board, G-A-L-T-O-N Board. So what it does is... We make similar observations with the financial markets and your portfolio and your retirement plan. And we say, okay, in this case, this this little thing I'm about to show you has 6,000 beads in it. When we look at the markets, we think, and most people agree, 1,000 observations is more than enough. Um, the markets, they started recording data since 1926. Bond markets go back further than that. But we have enough data now. We almost have 100 years of really good quality data to make enough observations about the market. And what do the financial markets show us? Yes, there's some really good years. There's some yeah. really bad years. The good news is they're very much outliers. Most of the time, you're going to get a, a, a distribution in the middle. And I'll show you this. So this here is the Galton board. So it has all these beads at the top, 6,000 of them. You flip it up and it runs all these beads down. I just Google it, it again up, myself. Yeah, yeah. You get what's called a standard distribution or a binomial distribution. And there's your pattern right there. So 6,000 of these things are running through and they're bumping into these little hexagon things. This is almost like an early computer. Right. Exactly. And so these hexagons, now mathematicians tend to borrow from each other's ideas. So there's a guy called Pascal, and he had this thing called Pascal's Triangles. Basically, whenever one of those balls hits a hexagon, it's got a 50-50 chance of going left or right. And as it moves further down, it, again, it's got a 50-50 chance. It's, it's the same thing with market outcomes. Every year, there's a 50-50 more or less chance that the market's going to be up or down. Now, the good news is most of the time it's up, right? But every now and then, you're going to get one of those years where you're like, oh, dear, uh, this is not good. Well, you said we think of data being uh, starting in the early 20s, did you say? I mean, it's 2026 is when he started recording. Okay, like, so we're almost at 100 years mm-hmm. of collecting data. Mm-hmm. Over the years, clearly, if you look at a bar graph, the markets have gone up and up and up, right, from a mm-hmm. volume standpoint. Mm-hmm. Correct? Yeah, and what I find fascinating about this observation is, like, he, he learns from different mathematicians, but when you do these triangles, you end up getting what's called a Fibonacci sequence. Now, maybe people have heard of that before, but they might have heard of the golden mean ratio. Um, But basically, it's an everything that you can think of. And I find Fibonacci numbers really interesting. So, you know, you basically add the sum of two numbers and it gets you the next number. Like one plus two is three and three plus two is five and and on and on you go, right? You get a Fibonacci sequence. Um, And they call when, when you add up these dimensions, you get what's called the golden rectangle. Um, so it's in everything that you can think of. Like, for example, light switch plates are a golden rectangle, like the dimensions of a light switch plate. Yes, if you look at it, it's rectangular. Yep. An envelope 
is a golden ratio tri- tri- rectangle, yes, it and is. it has a golden triangle. They call it like the triangle of an envelope is a is proportion. The proportions are a Fibonacci sequence. Architecture: the par- the Parthenon in Greece, uh, the Cathedral of Notre Dame, is got golden rectangles all over it. Wow. Sculptures: the Mona Lisa is in a golden rectangle. Um, seashells and their spirals have Fibonacci sequences to them. Beehives, snowflakes, you name it. So, in other words. What this Galton board is ultimately showing you is out of all the chaos of the markets, in this case, we're talking about retirement planning, but for pretty much any other distribution of numbers you can think of, it seems at first very chaotic. But out of all these chance events that happens, you get order. And that's what the distribution curve shows. John would be a good teacher, Chauncey. Wouldn't you think? And know what? I would be the bad student. <laughs> if they allow, I think they allow cell phones in all classes. Oh, yeah. yeah. At least in... Maybe I don't know about high school. I'm not sure about high school and how do you stop a kid from cheating or pulling out the calculator. But as you're talking, John, I Googled Fibonacci. I've heard some day trading people talk about Fibonacci's. It's basically it's a mathematic, right? A sequence in which each number is the sum of the two preceding ones. Yes. Yes. And so what you find is that there is a sequence to things. So when you look at news headlines and political news and whatever news you can think of, it all distills down to what is the price of a security, whether it be a stock or a bond going to be. So all this news, which you can imagine, there's millions of variables that go into the price of anything. Yeah. But in the end, when it washes through this Galton board, you get an outcome of a distribution, which is quite reliable. Um, so what we want to do with the Monte Carlo analysis, with all of that input, all that chaos, is to make order out of someone's financial plan and answer the question, will you have enough? We'll especially do what's called a stress test for the first two years of retirement, which are the most precarious because you're retiring now. You've got the longest time horizon ahead of you. Let's make sure that even if we do get two of those really bad years, that it's still going to work. So Monte Carlo is a very important part of what we do, but there, there's there, there's a reason for it. And uh, I think a lot of people trip up over it because it is kind of complicated when you dissect everything. But when you explain it, hopefully, in an easy to understand manner, clients are hopefully nodding their head going, okay, I know what this guy's talking about. Like He's making sure that no matter how chaotic things get out there, that we have enough. So early computers started doing this. They've gotten much better faster you could argue ai is going to be doing this too mm-hmm. right yeah where what if you again google monte carlo sim- simulation a model used to predict the probability of a variety of outcomes but this is before computers when they came up with all this stuff right. it's continued into modern day right is it mm-hmm. is it used often i mean john you say you explain it to clients mm-hmm. what are what do they say um, so, I mean, when I tell someone, hey, we're going to stress test your portfolio against a thousand different market outcomes, and then I'll literally draw a bell curve on a sheet of paper, and I don't want to get too much in the weeds where they're almost yawning at me, yeah, but I want them to basically- The eyes glazed yeah, over. But I want them to understand that most of the time, the market's going to fall in the first, what we call standard deviation, right? So the mean return of the S&Ps being 9% as an example, obviously you're going to get deviations away from that mean return. But 68% of the time, that's the number you're going to get, for example, when we're using the market. And on one side, you could get your portfolio doing nothing but going up in value for all retirement, very slim outcome. And on the other side, and just as slim as an outcome, is practically the Great Depression for all retirement. Most of the time, the news will be good. But you're bombarded, right, with news all the time. Actually, it's TMI, too much information. We're bombarded with so much information. Mm -hmm. If you're an investor, your head is spinning. 
because you don't know what to do. Are you chasing things? Mm-hmm. Of course, we're going to have bad years and down years in the market. We right. always have. John, we always will. Yes, and that's where the probabilities come in, right? All these observations we're making out of the markets at first blush seem very chaotic, and it's hard to make rhyme or reason of things, but that's what this Galton board shows, and, and I urge people, Google it if you're interested, and see this animation happen. When the beads fall in out of the hopper down yeah. the little board, you're thinking, this is chaos. Look at how can you possibly predict where these beads are going to go? But what you left with is a perfectly shaped bell curve. So that's the order part of it, yep. out of the chaos. I have not been bored once. You did, you've did. you done a well <laughs> job at explaining absolutely what this Monte Carlo analysis yeah. or Monte Carlo stimulation, or stimu- simulation yeah. <laughs> uh, you will hear yeah. a lot of. I've heard a lot of it. I've heard about Fibonacci. But yeah. how many of us really know what that means? I've actually ordered a Galton board for the office now. Uh, is coming soon. <laughs> Apparently, no one wants to buy these things because Amazon doesn't have it on Prime delivery. Oh, my um, goodness. There's probably geeks like me that enjoy so this So can stuff, you turn it upside down on yeah, your desk? Yeah, you, start, you turn it upside down, and it shows you the beads falling. Yeah. And one bead represents one year of market data. Yeah. Right? So you can imagine if someone's retiring for 30 years, what is the likelihoods? You see it all in... A simple board. Is the overall point here when we talk about probabilities, you know, if you walk into any Las Vegas, heck, any casino anywhere, Monte Carlo has a lot of casinos, Mm -hmm. and you look at a roulette roulette wheel outside of the green, Yeah, sometimes there's two greens, but let's say they would all be half and half red and black. That is exactly a 50-50 chance, right? Oh, absolutely. Put a chip on red, but then they added the green, the probability changed. They added two greens. Massively, massively. Two greens really changed it. Yeah. So obviously, the, the more options, the, the more outcomes. And, and that's what the Galtenborg, there is a limit, right? I mean, there's 6,000 beats in this thing. Oh, my goodness. And I mean, that's more than enough observations to make to get a distribution. We're only showing you 1,000. And of those 1,000, I'd say 100 of them are very positive outcomes and another 100 are very negative outcomes. Because yeah. most of the time, we're not falling in those areas. Now, in the Galtenborg, you'll get one or two beats that fall there. So for example, last year... 2022 was one of those beads to the left of the distribution. It was an awful year. Um, but, you know, consequently, now we're probably falling into a mean year right now. Wait, it remains to be seen, right? It remains to be seen. It's still not up. Um, but over the long run, with enough observations or our 35-year retirement window, you're, you would look back and see that you got a distribution curve oh, just and, like everything And again, else. that's the big picture. The long-term investment, like a 401k yeah. where you just, yeah. nobody said set it and forget it. Quite the opposite. Yeah. You do make changes, and that's what you guys do at the yeah. Cowall Investment Group. Will mention yeah. that, and a lot of people say, "I don't care about all of these things. I don't care about these, uh, the Monte Carlo. Yeah. I just want to know what my rate of return is, right? And what's yeah. my, you know, am I going up yeah. or down? And this what, is why yeah. you guys. What does Aaron Cowall says? Outsource your stress to us, right? And one of the variables is you're retiring. Let's make sure for sure that you can handle the first two years of negative returns. That's a big one that we wanted to address with the stress test. Right, that we and that you will have some mm-hmm. some bad some bad days and some good days. Uh, that's good stuff. I do want to uh, highlight the Jay Weber event quickly before the break. We're going to come back. Chauncey's going to run. We're going to be a little positive and learn from some things you've done with your clients, Chauncey. Yeah, a couple uh, good stories here. And uh, I think a lot of people that listen to this show are probably going to be in the same boat as some of these people we've worked with. And uh, hopefully you can take something away. In the later part of the hour, in the wealth management and preservation segment, some horror stories to get you ready for Halloween. We're a few weeks away yet from Halloween, but you can learn from horror stories. Plus, they're kind of fun to listen to. Uh. <laughs> yes, they are. That's a bad trait to have. It's like when the bears lose, I'm happy. 
right, as a Packer fan. They blew the lead last. The, they lost to Denver, <laughs> which was again a bad. They're both zero three. Somebody's yeah. got to win that game. Uh, and they blew it. So it as a Packer fan, I'm dancing on the grave, Schoidenfreude or whatever. It's right? Taking pleasure in other people's misery. Now in sports, it's all in fun. In real life, it's different. Right. Nobody wants to take pleasure in somebody else's uh, bad moments. But in football, it's totally different. Here's what Jay Weber's doing. The date is Thursday, October 26th. Jay is the host. Better yet, you brought in Robert Carey. He's a chief market strategist. Uh, do either of you know much about uh, this guy? Uh, Jeff talked at length about him last week. I don't know too much about him. We talk to him every once in a while. Um, he's a chief market strategist over at First Trust. Um, yeah. We use some of a lot of their uh, funds in our portfolios. Um, they've got some great information, and I've listened to him speak a couple times. He does a very good job. Yeah, he's, um, he does a great presentation. Excellent. Uh, Jay's going to host this event. It's titled Planning for the Unexpected in Uncertain Times from the Cobalt Investment Group. Aaron Cobalt, Joe Still will be there. It is free and it's complimentary, as Jeff would say. Yes. There is no charge. You do have to sign up for it Thursday, October 26th. And it's, it's about an hour and a half, 5.30 to 7 p.m. at the Milwaukee Marriott West. Please go to thekowalway.com and sign up. Thekowalway.com. You can reserve your spot. You'll see it right on that main page. You guys got a great, great website. Your new uh, locations, Chauncey? Delafield, fantastic, beautiful downtown Delafield. That's up there as well. You can see all of the info, you know, they're on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. Phone number 262-522-4040. The Monday through Friday market updates done by the Kowal Investment Group. Uh, The hosts from today's show are a big part of that, John White and Chauncey Weisensel. So a quick break, a lot more coming up Saturday mornings at 10. The Retirement Clinic continues here on WISN. Welcome back to the Retirement Clinic on WISN. I'm Aaron Kowal with the Boss Minute, business owner's savings and security. It's about owning your retirement, not just your business. If you've built a family business, it's fair to say that you would like to have one or more of your heirs take over the company at some point. But are you and the potential future owners prepared for that transition? The truth is many business owners who want to transfer ownership to their children or grandchildren fail to create a proper succession plan. An inadequate plan can hinder the success of the transition and overall success of the business. But more importantly, it can result in family conflict that can cause personal and financial complications. Research shows that more than two-thirds of family business inheritors reported experiencing family conflicts within two years after they took control. A well-designed succession plan can help ensure a smooth transition with minimal to no conflicts and set the business up for a successful future. Additionally, you'll be able to rest assured that all the proper legal structures are in place. So where should you start? The first step to proper planning is to enlist the help of professionals. Going it alone is not only a huge undertaking, but a significant risk to you, your family, and your business. If you need assistance with succession planning for your family business, give our office a call today at 262-522-4040 or visit thecowalway.com. Back with the Retirement Clinic, we continue on WISN with John White and Chauncey Weisensel. A lot going on. There's an event with Jay Weber coming up later in October. In November, in Delafield at the Brew House. You guys pick good venues, too. 
I think we do. This one is, you'll talk about it later. I'm just yeah. putting it in your mind. These events are put on complimentary by the Kowal Investment Group, and they're always at nice venues, and it's just a good time to kind of raise your hand, do a little Q&A. We'll talk about both of them or check out thekowalway.com. Some examples you want to talk about. This is not the horror segment. That's after this. Yes. These are good stories, John C. Yeah, they're good stories. Um, just uh, one in particular I had a meeting a couple, I think, uh, I don't know, it was a while, a while ago. Um, the couple, they asked a lot of questions, a lot of good questions. I love when people ask me questions. I'd rather have things asked than go unsaid, right? And have you leave a, a meeting, and, oh, you know, I should ask that or this, or I didn't want to. Well, because you hear this all the time. There's no such thing as a stupid question. No. I, I kind of beg to differ. There can be. There can be, yes. But I mean, when it comes to your retirement plan and questions, especially if you don't feel uncomfortable or you don't That's quite understand. That's you should be asking. Speak up and ask questions. It's too important. This is your retirement yes. plan. It's your money, your nest egg. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> and so a lot of questions on this meeting. It was a great meeting. Um, and so just to kind of set the stage for you as a couple I work with, they have about $2 million retirement assets. Um, they retired recently. He's about 64. She's about 61. So neither of them is taking Social Security yet. Um, the wife has uh, a small-ish pension, about $1,000 a month or so she gets. Um, they retired. They want to do a little bit of traveling, move maybe somewhere in Wisconsin, somewhere else in the U.S., uh, maybe get a classic car. Um, and so, you know, meeting with them a few times, I kind of knew what to expect coming to the meeting, and I know they like to ask questions, and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I'm just prepared for it. Wait, the ages I want to go over, 65? 64 and 61. Oh, 64 and 61, and yep. they both have just recently retired? Yeah, about a year ago. Okay, well, first off, congrats to them. Fantastic. I know you're going to lay them. out um, some good news here. Yeah. So they retired. Um, happy to retire, obviously. Um, it's a great time, but they're nervous, right? Especially with the market last year and some volatility so far this year. And um, I knew they were going to want to talk about that a little bit. And one of the first things they asked when they sat down, they said, Chauncey, we check our accounts every Friday and they're always down. I said, that'd be really hard for them to be always down because you're up about 6% so far this year. <laughs> for the year. And <laughs> it turns out he pulls up his laptop and we look and they're looking at the daily number. I'm like, you can't look at the daily number, right? You're seeing what is the market doing that day, right? So oh, yeah. Maybe you just have bad luck and you look days when it's down. Yeah. And also the psychology is seeing a down number versus an up number, right? You remember those down days more than you remember those up days. That, you, you bring up a great point. I, too, will check my balance from sure. time to time. Yeah. You will see the daily. And if the Dow is down 350 points, as you said, it's been a little volatile lately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've seen some days in the last couple of weeks, well... You're going to see some down numbers. Yeah. But what is it year to date? You're saying they're exactly. up 6%. Yeah, they were up 6% when we met. And so, you know, they felt comfortable. We walked through that. And again, don't be afraid to ask questions, right? Um, and we kind of walked through that so that they understood that and, and what's going on there. And what I really wanted to do is I just wanted to make them feel confident in their retirement plan. So when we originally talked about them retiring, we ran the Monte Carlo simulation, which John talked about before. Great probability of success in retirement that their money's going to last all the way to age 100. I said, yes, you guys can retire. Here's the plan. Here's what you want to spend. Everything looks great. Let's go ahead, do it, and move forward. Um, and they've just felt very uneasy, mostly probably because they watched their accounts. And if watching the accounts is that big of an issue for you, I don't want you to not be aware of what's going on, right? And I'm sure John would say the same thing, but if it's going to stress you out and drive you crazy, 
don't check it every day or don't oh, check man. it every week. Especially if you just recently retired. That should be a very exciting part of your life. Yeah. Maybe you want to spend time with the grandkids if you have them. If you're blessed to have family around you. It doesn't matter. Whatever you're doing, this is retirement. You don't want to be too stressed out. No. Just the opposite. Yes. This is the part of this is your golden years. And so we we reran the Monte Carlo for them and put higher spending in. I said, all right, you want to travel? Let's put travel in and healthcare because they're not both on Medi- at Medicare yet, which they can get at sixty five. That's right. He's so he's the older one. Yeah. So next year he can get on Medicare. She's got a few years to go. Yet. And that's a big deal. Yeah, it is a big deal. So, but we a good plan is going to account for those expenses, right? And we did initially, and we did again, um, and we even. Increase those because I wanted them to just feel confident. I felt really confident running their plan saying, you guys are in great shape. Take more money out. Travel. Do something, right? Yeah, remember, I mean, private ties, uh, buying private health care is going to cost you. It costs uh, quite a bit. Uh, I'm trying to, I don't remember the exact, I think we put in $1,000, $1,500 a month. A month. For health care. Yeah, so Um, per person, it could be in the, it just depends. Everybody's different. Totally. But if you've got to factor that in. Especially in your first couple of years of retirement. Yeah. And when so, you're not used to paying those. Yeah. Factor in healthcare, travel, inflation, any other expenses, um, all the different things we put in there. We ran the Monte Carlo. Things looked really good. Um, and I wanted them to just feel confident. And I said, you guys can do this. Go ahead. Um, and, you know, we want them to be happy and enjoy their retirement. And that's really at the, the center of what we do, right, is helping people enjoy their retirement, have this confidence. You know, relieve burden, as you said, Aaron Cole always says, um, outsource your stress to us, um, and that's that's the goal. Um, and so, you don't want to be opening your laptop every right every two hours in no. retirement, looking at your balance. No, you're gonna drive yourself crazy, especially if you yeah. check in the morning. Right, the the Dow could be down to start the day, and by the time it's the afternoon, it could be up. But you looked in the morning, and you're upset, and it ruined your whole day that you're down. And really, it ended up being an up day, and you had no reason to be upset at all. Yeah, and this also kind of raises another point. You don't stop investing in retirement, Chauncey, right? No, right? You're never going to need it all at once. Um, So in their case, $2 million, you know, they took out a pretty safe withdrawal a year. Um, Hers is a little higher, but we're going to have her start Social Security next year. And so then it'll come back down. When can you start drawing from Social Security? So she's 62 is the earliest you can start. Okay, so she'll probably start her first year. Yeah. Whereas he might wait a little bit. We'll have him probably wait till 67 um, for retirement age. Um, So that way, if something happens to him, she gets his higher amount of Social Security. If something happens to her, I think he gets her pension. Um, But he stays at his own Social Security as well. So we say, you know, grab hers, especially with her IRA withdrawal being a little bit high. Um, <clears throat> but then they're asking too, you know, they're looking for a realtor maybe to move. Um, and if you're moving across the country or some other part of the country, please travel first. Right. And I encourage them to do that and visit places. And, you know, but, you know, we have, a, I was like, oh, I have a realtor I bought my house with last time. We have clients that are realtors. We're happy to help refer someone. They looked, wanted a travel agent. Anthony, who was with me, said, I have a great travel agent. We referred them. But and we do that all the time for our clients. We have these trusted partners that we've worked with or. Yeah. Are the clients have worked with and they've had good experiences? Many have been on the show. We've had estate planning attorneys on. Yep. Right. Do you have an estate plan drawn up? Yeah. Um, which is key um, for your future and your heirs, your family. Exactly. Um, big thing, and we'll talk about that um, coming up in the wealth management and preservation segment a little bit. Um, but it really, just to kind of bring this full circle, I had another client come in a day later, and his wife passed away a couple of years ago. And he was in about the same boat, saved about $2 million. His wife passed away right 
right when they retired, essentially. It was mm. incredibly sad. Um, he was sad. He's just a different guy. Um, and he's gotten better over the last couple of years. But I was sitting back kind of reflecting on my meetings. And I said, we have this couple here with all this money and this time and the ability to travel. I'm like, do it while you can, right? Exactly. You've got each other. Um, well, we never know when. Yeah. Nobody knows that expiration date. No. What Jeff has said it over the 22 years in the show, we're all going to pass away. At some point, yeah. we're all going to die. Exactly. And that's kind of when it gets real for, you know, advisors and it's it's the human element of it and clients pass away. And we're certainly here to help in those situations, you know, financially, of course, but emotionally as well. And, um, you know, it's it's tough to see, but, you know, sometimes the most important things aren't the money and the dollars and the sense of things. It's the time and the memories and the experiences of, of doing stuff. And sure, money helps with Steve Jobs that, had, a, had an incredible comment on his deathbed. After all these years and all the millions of dollars he made and the fame that he had, nothing meant more to him. That, that mattered little, the money. Yeah. It's about the little things that he that he missed in life, things that he did not do with his family, things that he missed, and that was on his deathbed. That's kind of when everything kind kind of comes back to people, yeah, right? For sure. Yeah. Horrible stories from World War II from these young kids, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, dying. Their last words were, "They want their mom." Yeah. If you ever exactly. watch Mash, every story yeah. that comes through when the dying kid is passing, they they call it for their mom because that that's when life is in perspective. Yeah, everything gets put in perspective and, you know, it's it's important to keep that perspective and, you know, balance the long term with the now and every, every good retirement plan is going to do that. Um, but, you know, if you've got the ability, the health, the funds and the, the want to, to travel and experience and create memories and do things and enjoy life. There's no reason not to. Do it while you can. Yeah, exactly. Um, also, some people don't want to travel. Chauncey, everybody's got their own hobbies. They do. Some people, are, you know, I just... Sit around at golf, maybe. I don't spend much money. No. Yeah, I've often told my wife that I'm not, I'm not very high maintenance. I, I I don't think as a husband I'm high maintenance. I've got some hobbies. Yeah, but not nothing that costs a lot of money. I'm the same way. I go. I spend a little bit of money on some fishing stuff here or there, and I'm happy. You know, but you're, <laughs> but you're not going to the bank withdrawing tens, twenty, no. thirty grand to buy cars all the time. Some people do. Some don't. Some people traveling can be. An, very expensive thing. Yeah, it can be. And it's something that's important if you want to do. Make sure your advisor knows that. And that's, you know, one of the things we always discuss with our clients, especially new clients. Um, you know, what are your goals? What do you want to do? What are your hopes and dreams? And right, all that stuff. And a lot for a lot of people, traveling is a big one, right? You worked. Maybe you haven't traveled as much as you'd like to. Yeah. Now you're retired. I've got the time and the money to travel. Um And it's, it's an important thing to account for if it's a goal. So in this case... A very good story. Sixty four, sixty one. Yeah, they're both retired. It looks like they've got a good plan. They've got enough money. That's the big question. Do yeah. I have enough yes. to retire? Yeah, and the Monte Carlo, like John mentioned before, we ran that and it looked good. And um, we've got plans for Social Security, healthcare, inflation, um, all these things, travel, everything, and it's it's a great plan. They just felt nervous about the markets, and it's going to happen, right? But the important part isn't. Don't get hung up in the day-to-day of the market. But they're not alone. And any investor, anybody in the market exactly. has some nerves, yeah, and anxiety. Our, yeah, and I'd say our goal with every client is to, just, is to be a leader for them and their families, to help them grow and thrive throughout retirement without them having to sacrifice the lifestyle they've worked so hard to build. Let's, Chauncey, after the break, you've got, uh, and it's the wealth management and preservation segment. It's the opposite of this. It's the horror stories. Yeah. Bad things. Yeah. Unfortunately. 
A few mm-hmm. horror stories. There's five in here. I picked out three uh, for the sake of time, and that I thought were the most interesting three. So we'll come back with that. In addition, an event that will promote that ties into that horror story, sort of, sort of. It's uh, in November. So first we've got the Jay Weber event yet this month in October. That... Um, that event is being, it's complimentary. It's free. And there's no <laughs> charge, as Jeff would say. Uh, that is coming up in a few weeks. Two events that the Coal Investment Group is putting on. We'll tell you about both before we run out of time here today. But first, we take a break. Check out thecoalway.com with locations, as we mentioned, the newest in Delafield. That's where Chauncey works out of. John, how about you? The office you... Uh, yeah, I'm in Waukesha. You're in the world headquarters. That's that's right. Headquarters, HQ. (laughs) Is that what you say when you walk in every day? John checking in HQ here at the Kowal Investment Group. All over social media, thekowalway.com, or call with any questions, 262-522-4040. We heard from Aaron Kowal earlier in the show with the boss segment, business owners, savings, and security. So they work with business owners as well as you in your retirement plan. We'll be right back on News Talk 1130 WISN. If I had a million dollars If I had a million dollars Well, I'd buy you a house I would buy you a house Back with the Wealth Management and Preservation segment. All right, you heard the music. If I had a million dollars, which this segment is about, right? Managing your money, but preserving that money with Chauncey Weisensell and John White, the Retirement Clinic. And this segment has some horror stories. A little early Halloween gift. Yeah, a little Halloween teaser here. So there's a few horror stories in here. Um, I'll try to keep them relatively short and sweet, but... Uh, some good mistakes, not good mistakes, but mistakes are people avoid, um, you know, when doing estate planning. So the first one is about the uh, media legend Larry King. Um, so it starts off as saying his core estate, core estate planning documents exist to make a client's wishes clear uh, and detailed plan of action. The lack of a will or estate documents will send your family down a hellish legal spiral as they try to untangle your assets. Uh, in Larry King's case, he died January 23rd, 2021, leaving behind $2 million estate. Now, I thought that was kind of low for Larry King. But later on, we find out I think he's on wife number seven. So, Wait, what was the overall value of his estate? $2 million. That seems extremely low. I think he's on wife number seven. So, I think then the first six million. Then it doesn't seem low. It's like a Johnny Carson went through. They all kind of did. So, um, in October 2019, he wrote the following letter. This is my last will and testament. It should replace all previous writings in the event of my death. Any day after the above date, I want 100% of my funds to be delivered equally among my children, Andy, Kay, I think her name is Chaya, Larry Jr., and Cannon. Hmm. Well, so several issues with that. First off, he just wrote it. And in California, informal letters can't count as a will. Check your state regulations or talk to an attorney. I don't know about Wisconsin, but California, some can. Um, but there's a lot of unanswered questions here. Who should administer the estate, right? In his case, his eldest son, Larry King Jr., wanted to step in and claim charge. Well, then his soon-to-be ex-wife, number seven, <laughs> before he passed away, stepped in. And then they're fighting over who should be executor, who should be in charge, who should get what, right? Also, two of his oldest children had died. Uh, Chaya and Andy King both died in 2020. So after he did that. 
who gets that money, right? Is it their heirs or is it does it go to his other two children? Does it go to the ex-wife? Who knows? Right. Right? It's so very vague, right? Um, and then to complicate things even further, Larry King Jr. Um, had taken on a quarter million dollars debt against his portion of the estate. So that creates a conflict of interest if he's executor and different things like that, right? So the moral kind of this story is, right, and I guess the irony is he tried to write this letter to make his wishes clear, but he really just completely muddled things and made a huge mess of everything. Actually making it worse. He made it worse. And that's why, you know, we meet with clients, keep up with what's changing their lives, and review your estate plan every so often, especially if you have some sort of big change. And have an estate plan. Yes. Have a well-crafted by a professional, I yes. think, right? That's valid. We're talking about a trust, a will, a power of attorney. Something, yes. Medical, financial power of attorney. Get those things in place and then review them and update them, especially as big life changes happen. Uh, the second celebrity one here was from a filmmaker, John Singleton. Admittedly, I haven't heard into heard of him until then. I guess he was nominated for an Oscar. Um, but he slipped into a coma April 2019, uh, and he didn't have a medical power of attorney set up. So his family battled over guardianship, and then he passed away about two weeks later. He had no power of attorney. Medical. No, no medical power of attorney. Which so, means family cannot make choices. No, it's not spelled out who gets to decide to make the choices. Correct. So I, ultimately, the doctors would, right? I'm not core courts quite sure. Yes. And so I don't know who eventually got guardianship, but they had a battle over it. Um, and and then, it's a simple thing to do. Very simple. It's, it's normally in your will, a couple powers of attorney. Very simple. You sign a document. Now you've got somebody that uh, obviously you pick. Yes. So it makes it very simple after you. Exactly. Death. And so then he passed away a couple weeks later um, and they found out his will had last been updated in 1993. So almost 30 years old, his will was. Um, in the 26 years since originally creating the will, he had six more children with different women, but never updated the will to affect, to uh, address the additions to his family. Because he was too busy doing other things. And his estate was over $38 million. Ouch. So just think of all the wrestling and going on between. Oh, everybody's going to claim it's theirs. There's going to yeah. be infighting, finger pointing within the family, and it's all the exes, right? Yeah. So think ex-wives, uh, stepchildren. Yes, half children, like all that stuff. Is oh my goodness, so, an insane mess. Um, but again, you know, make sure everything is updated. Make sure um, you do regular maintenance, and you never know when things are going to happen, right? So it's important to just be prepared. Okay, we went over a couple, and we're, we're sort of running against the clock here. But Prince didn't have an estate plan. Yeah, uh, Aretha Franklin is one. We, we've heard There's of quite a few famous people. Exactly, that, yeah, kind of goofed on estate planning. Yeah. And so, you know, it's important to get done. And if you do create the last one here, just real quick, is a trust. If you get a trust, the gist of the trust is fund the trust, right? An unfunded trust, if you have a trust set up and put no assets into it, it could be the best trust ever written in the entire world. And it's completely useless without assets put, in it, put into it. And again, you are the, reti- it's a retirement clinic, right? The Cowell Investment Group, the retirement specialist, but you work with estate planning attorneys. Yeah. And that all factors into a proper estate plan, just like social security experts do. And, and it goes on and on. It's, it's one big picture. If you've got a question, please reach out to the Colwell Investment Group, 262-522-4040. All right, we've got 20 seconds. There's an event coming up in Delafield in early November. Yeah, Delafield, November 16th. Um, there'll be a estate planning attorney there. See Jeff, myself um, at the Delafield Brew House, putting on an event for some clients out in Lake Country. Now we have a new office out there. Don't end up like Larry King. No, don't. Come out, talk to us. Seven and- wives and everybody <laughs> wants the money. Or That's right. what money was left. <laughs> exactly. Now, two million might be great for some people. 
But you think about him and his long career, it only have $2 million. That's shockingly low. It is. Because he made well over that annually in positive he did. You would think. Oh yeah. my, Larry King in the day was huge, yeah, right? Yeah, was. So um, a quick break. We'll come back. That Jay Weber event coming up in late October. Both these events are complimentary. John White will have some closing comments as well. We spent a lot of time on the Monte Carlo simulation or analysis earlier in the show. A lot of stuff, good stuff covered. Questions, 262-522-4040 or thekowalway.com. Wrapping up the retirement clinic, thanking John White, Chauncey Weisensell, and of course you for tuning in Monday through Friday. Don't forget market updates during the Mark Belling Show, 3 p.m., 5 p.m. news blocks. I do want to quickly mention the event that's coming up called Planning the Unexpected and Uncertain Times, hosted by WISN's own Jay Weber and Joe Still. Aaron Kowal will be there. Robert Carey is a chief market strategist for First Trust Advisors. This is free, but you do have to sign up. Thursday, October 26th, 5.30 to 7, at the Milwaukee Marriott West. That event and the one Chauncey just mentioned with the estate planning attorney are both at thekowalway.com. John White, thank you. Monte Carlo stuff. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, hopefully uh, listeners got something out of this. I really, really enjoyed it. I tell you, 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 you could be a teacher. Ooh. You've got that way about yeah, you. Yeah, I have a teaching streak in me. Teaching math and not making it boring. Thank you, John. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Chauncey, uh, we'll see you again soon. Yes. Uh, in the meantime, have a great weekend. Thanks for your time today. Thanks. You too, Paul. And, of course, that new location, Chauncey's there. It's in Delafield. In addition, the headquarters in Waukesha. Then Racine, we mentioned the Florida, the Arizona location. Up in Ozaukee County, there's a Port Washington office. Check out thekowalway.com for more information. News is straight ahead on WISN Milwaukee.